The following program is intended for mature audiences. Have you heard of this new amazing podcast segment by TC Petty the Third? In less than 10 minutes, Deep Design, a podcast for one to five listeners, gives you a flash lesson in practical tabletop game design. It's a fast-paced, in-depth show that mixes entertainment and education for game designers and casual fans of board gaming alike. I'm TC Petty the Third, and this is Deep Design with TC Petty the Third. Lord of the Pitch. Phew. Wow, it's hot out there. Oh, hey, gosh, good to see you. This table good? Awesome. All right, um, I'm just going to set up over here. No, that's cool. Uh, I'm needing a minute anyway. Just finish your phone call. I'll be here. When you arrive to pitch your game to a publisher in person, it's best to ask for a moment to set up the game ahead of time, even if you have a specific time slot. The human brain is not a multitasker, and in a stressful situation, you'll need to keep focus to avoid stammering so much. So yeah, so uh, Deep Design is like this less than 10 minute podcast segment for one to five listeners where... Start by reiterating your elevator pitch. This way they don't stop you halfway through and ask a dumb question. Get all the important technical info out, then move on to gameplay. Don't explain every single rule in detail, but hit on the important stuff that would allow a player to jump in and play a turn or two if needed. And sometimes I swear and make jokes about tits and stuff, mainly to appeal to the 18 to 87-year-old demographic that likes jokes about dicks and Welcome shit. Welcome to Ludology. I, oh, you need to listen to that episode of Ludology first. No, that's cool. Be prepared to be interrupted several times. There could be other people in the room that suddenly engage the publisher in a distractingly long side conversation. There might be phone calls or, in some cases, breaks to order beer from a server. There's no good way to keep your brain on point, but that's where practice comes in. See you, Jeff. So, yeah, so Deep Design, as you can see, is pretty much set to become the new innovative standard in game design podcastry in 2016. And I'd be really happy to have you as a dedicated listener. And then the question session begins. Publishers will ask questions. This is the worst part. Oh, my God. Publishers have weird pet peeves and can get focused on the strangest thing. Is the setup always the same? How did you make these tokens? Does this piece have to be purple? Why is it called clockwise? Clocks aren't smart. How does that make for replayability? Really spray paint what game is this most like? How long have you worked in the atomic weight of Xenos? What's the capital of Kentucky? Are you crying? Why are you crying? I'm not crying. Thanks for your time. Then the nightmare is over. Casually pull out your linen-embossed handkerchief and wipe away the sweat on your brow and the tears in your eyes. Shake their hand and start putting away your game. One of several things may happen at this point. Do you have a card? Could be asked. Hand them your card. They may ask for a prototype. If you can, give them the one that you have. If you have more pitches to do, apologize. Tell them that you have more pitches to do and ask for their card so you can send one to them. They may offer a sincere interest in the game on the spot and offer a contract. Smile and tell them you will take it home with you and you have to look it over, of course. And finally, they may just say, thanks. That was fun. But let's rewind a little and talk about how we got to pitching in the first place. Publishers rarely appear out of nowhere and... Oh, hey, TC. Oh, hey, Christopher Kirkman of Dice Hate Me Games. I'm doing a podcast. Stop trying to publish another one of my games, geez. How do I know what publisher is right for me? Do some fucking research. Seriously. I mean, you should probably start by figuring out which publishers publish some of the games that inspired you to make a game. Jump on a board game geek if you don't know who they are. Every game, every publisher, every artist, it's all listed in horrifically functional text blobs on the internet. There are three different types of game publishers. Mainstream publishers like Hasbro, established hobby publishers like Asmodee, ELO, or Rio Grande, and indie hobby publishers like Dice Ate Me Games, Foxtrot Games, Tasty Minstrel Games, Lookout Games, or Space Cowboys Games. 
First, determine what type of publisher might be interested in your game design, and then attack them mercilessly until they relent to publish your game. For mainstream publishers, you just have to know someone. It's really tough to break into the mainstream market. The first rule of Hasbro Club is no one ever leaves Hasbro Club. Once you're in, you stay in, and only a select few get in. And they'd rather do SpongeBob Monopoly, something that makes them actual money, than in some random unknown designer's stupid card game. For established hobby publishers, many don't even accept outside submissions, which totally means they definitely do, but you have to go about it in a very convoluted way. Again, the easiest way is to know someone, and in these cases, figure out a way to get to the second-in-command, whoever's the head of acquisitions, and pitch them hard. For indie and established hobby publishers that do accept submissions, be visible. Make contact through social media, be friendly and be open. Being involved with the indie hobby publishers also makes it easier to break into the other markets if that's a goal. They are generally approachable and geeky, so impress the pants off them. Okay, there's probably a fourth type of publisher. These are companies like Haba and GameRight, which could be considered as both indie and mainstream as they focus on children's games and toys. These companies are actually more accessible to game designer submissions. They also have clearly outlined submission guidelines and will follow up with requests for prototypes for testing. If you're nervous about wasting a publisher's time, ask other designers for advice on a Facebook, BGG, or Reddit forum. Explain the type of game, the theme, the gameplay weight, and components, and you'll be surprised at how helpful people can be. Once you have a short list of potential targets to annoy, you'll actually have to summon the courage to contact them. How many publishers should you pitch to? It doesn't fucking matter. Just don't be a dick. Why am I using a masculine-specific word in an otherwise fully inclusive podcast experience? Well, to be a dick is to be the stereotypical oblivious male caricature that steers his ship in whatever direction he pleases, heedless of the advice of others. This crosses genders. Also, it means what it means. You don't have to be nice. Just don't be a dick. Don't get a reputation for being difficult before you get a reputation for making great games. You'll have time to scoff and make demands aboard your Wi-Fi-enabled yacht near your private island in Lake Huron once you've become established. Be honest, but also tactful. Here are some key strategies for becoming noticed by a publisher and setting up an in-person pitch. Network. Being in the right place at the right time is luck. Putting yourself in the best possible position to be in the right place at the right time as many times as possible is just good business. The more people that know you and know of you and know what you do and hopefully like what you do, the more likely that you will stumble into something good. Abuse social media. Blog if you're an interesting writer. I know I've already talked about this, but making friends is important. So make your own luck. Volunteer your time. If there's a publisher that you really like and may want to work with in the future, think about helping them demo some of their games at a convention. For most companies, this is the fast track to meeting the people who make the decisions, and it makes it a hell of a lot easier to casually ask if they'd like to see your little game. They might even be the one to buy you dinner. Enter a design contest. Many times publishers are invited to judge game design contests. Depending on the contest, several publishers may be evaluating your game without the need for a pitch. If your game makes a positive impression or possibly wins one of these contests, it can result in publication. Plus, it's nice to put the tag award-winning beside your name. Follow their procedures! It seems like obvious advice, but I'm sure there are more than a handful of publishers that receive unsolicited contact from ambitious game designers in a form that is either standardized for all publishers or drastically breaking all their submission guidelines. Make an amiable first impression and actually visit their website to find their submission guidelines. If none are listed, use email or social media to contact them directly and politely ask how to submit your game for consideration. This act will also make the forthcoming communication more warmly received. Either way, follow all submission guides accurately. Just do it. Unless you like being dismissed or disregarded. And finally, send a pitch email. Most publishers give vague guidelines on what should be included in a game submission email. A few paragraphs of this, a few sentences on this, a picture. It's a little subjective, but all pitch emails follow a similar format. 
Get out your notebook. Give the important details up front and as quick as possible. Avoid flowery, pompous, poetic portrayals of thematic elevation until later. Imagine you are writing the contact info for your game's resume. It should sound like, Game title is a theme for player count that takes playtime. Then add a single-sentence tagline that includes the most important element of your game's theme and the driving mechanic within that theme. This is the elevator pitch. The thing that immediately grabs your target's attention. Make sure it's the first thing they see. For the rest, be as succinct as possible. Err on the side of brevity. Again, resume. A loose resume cover page format is highly desirable for this type of interaction. The total length of your email should fit onto a single word processor page and should use one standard font at a single uniform size. It should include a description of one or two of the game's unique mechanisms in one or two paragraphs. And near the end, it should explain, with specific examples, how your game fits into their library but also fills a unique slot they are missing from their library. Don't be afraid to reference their games or something that the publisher has stated in the past as this level of care will not go unnoticed. But don't say that your game would be, quote, perfect for their company. There are a lot of publishers that have a real pet peeve with this terminology, and it can turn them off. So use creative writing skills and show them why it's important for them without actually telling them directly. And finally, somewhere interspersed, include a few sentences of how the game relates to your personality, whether in development style or personal gaming preferences. It should not read like a piece of technical writing, but it should also probably avoid phrases like shit stain and fuckballs, unless, in fact, your game's name is fuckballs most likely you'll be selling a little of yourself in these pitches so avoid too much stiffness and you can also name drop a few of your previously published designs if you have any and of course thank them for their time and consideration once or twice not every paragraph so let's assume you did all that stuff and the publisher responded to you you did it you have a scheduled or unscheduled in-person meeting with a publisher Time for things to get weird. Adam Porter of Europhile Reviews describes his experience pitching in person at Essen as performed by Christopher Kirkman in a perfect British accent. Most meetings take place in a sort of cardboard hut, the base for each of the bigger companies alongside their products. Other meetings take place in a corporate area with tables and hospitality. Some take place on a table amongst customers with very little room and many interruptions. Some take place in a dark corridor on some marble steps. You have to be adaptable. Pitches will never be perfect, and they aren't meant to be. But knowing what to expect can make a big difference in your level of comfort and increase your chances of success. So take a shower and double apply your best antiperspirant gel. Practice ahead of time. We're not all perfect salespersons or advertising execs, so getting used to the flow of explaining your game is helpful. Practicing an explanation without the game in front of you and with looking at yourself in the mirror will help with stage fright. And it's surprisingly difficult. Also, bring a business card with your name, your email, and your game name, even if it is written on the backside in pen. Or a sell sheet with all needed info on the game. Keep in mind that an in-person pitch is not just for the publisher, it's for you. Even if you enjoy their game library or design ethos, the person you'll be dealing with may turn out to be a real asshole. Most publishers are adorable, but there are always a percentage of rat hairs in the Cheerios. And then, pitch. That was easy. You've just failed for the first time of many times at selling your beautiful game design to a publisher. Now celebrate by wallowing in self-doubt until the next episode, when you finally become disillusioned by the entire process and sink into depression. Keep designing music at the third city.